East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. Fucking bitch. (laughs) We're three sisters from the area. (laughs) We are. There is a fourth sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We're obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outbursts as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. (gasps) Are you excited? It's me. No. I've been here before. Yeah, but it's me. Okay, so premise mm-hmm. of our podcast, since we're supposed to be adding this into our... Welcome episode. to episode 38. Thank you. <laughs> she forgot that last episode. <laughs> so Linda and I research cases, crimes, criminals, whatever we really want. And we... Why is this being weird? Oh, let me... I don't know. There we go. Okay. And we... Talk about it to Leslie and you guys. We tell. Yeah. We report. Inform. Communicate to Leslie. And Leslie doesn't really follow any of this stuff because she doesn't like these things. But she does like these things. No, it's not that I don't like these things. It's just I don't give a shit. (laughs) So she reacts to our stories. She's having a day today, honestly. Yeah. Sorry. And... This is going to be a good one. I promise it's not a conspiracy theory, okay? If you look this shit up, it's legit, okay? Okay. I'm not going to look it up because now I'm refusing to look shit up. Okay. Well, it's real. I, the only reason was that I had looked something up for the Russian sleep examination experiment. extermination experiment, thank you, is because I wanted to post something about it. <laughs> and then after a little digging like the first link yes <laughs> I was like oh this might have a whole bunch of good pictures and then I read it and I was like F you F you F you yeah you can see our conversation F on you. Instagram <laughs> at ECC the podcast <laughs> okay where are we going Leslie where's your shooter I don't know. I reloaded it. <laughs> so Leslie has this big old shotgun Nerf gun, and we have a map of the East Coast. And she it's Fortnite, and she shoots it. Oh, where North? Mm, I'm feeling North Carolina. No shit. North. My God. Uh huh. North. Uh huh. New Hampshire. No. I'm getting. I'm really good with this aim today, <laughs> and I don't have my glasses on. Maybe it's because you don't have glasses. Pennsylvania. No. You hit New York, which was right, but you said Pennsylvania. New it York. touched me. Ah! ah! That one almost went in the candle. <laughs> oh, it shouldn't be on. Weird. Ah. Thank you. Don't do that. I'm sorry. Why did she take it away from me like I'm the one who's messing with it? Because you're going to take it away from me. Leslie's also here. She could take it away from you. I'm not. There's a coffee cup in the way. So, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> she did that. That is not a good idea with today's story. Oh. New York. We're in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all on crack today. 
So we are going to New York. Guess where we's going in New York, girls? Ain't nobody going to Staten Island. Nope. Uh, I'm just saying that because you, it's got to be upstate. We're going to West Point, U.S. Military Academy. Ooh. Wait. West Point is in New York. What? Nothing. Keep going. Ah! Oh. Mmm. Listen. Nando's is really good. Perry Perry chicken. Delicious. What the fuck are you talking about? My food last night. <laughs> this idiot. Where is that? Arundel. Oh. Okay. Do I triangulate our position when the... Whatever. You say Baltimore. Yeah. That's every big, episode. That's a big ass thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Shut up. So, West Point is the oldest continuously occupied military post in America. Did you guys know that? No. No. Because I don't know anything about the military. Yeah, we know. So then? Or history. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it! (laughs) So, General George Washington considered West Point to be the most important strategic position in America. Do we know why? Because he went there? No. <laughs> Harbors? No. There's the river, and then they the great use Lake? the chain to block off the British from going down the river to what? Then they would be separating the colonies from each other by doing, like, sneak attacks. It's really cool. I got to show you guys the chains because no. it's, like, really... Anyway. Okay. So... <laughs> They Chains designed really bring me down. <laughs> <laughs> so they designed the fortifications of West Point in 1778. Is this a history lesson? The beginning of it is. Okay. It's a paranormal. Ugh. Okay, I'm listening. Just fucking play on your phone. For I'm the listening. History. So this is where the betrayal of Benedict Arnold happened. Oh. In 1780, you would. Be- General Benedict Arnold had command of West Point. He attempted to betray the colonies by surrendering West Point to the British in exchange for six 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 thousand pounds. And then they like sniffed out his plan, and the colonies were like, "Oh hell no!" So then, bitch ran. And went to the British, and he was like, they found me out. <laughs> so then that was that. <laughs> now I understand. When being somebody's a, when being somebody a, says a you're Benedict, Benedict. Yeah. A Benedict, Benedict Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense now. I just. Oh, my God. What? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Up on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So one of the big things around this time was that. In the U.S., well, I guess not the U.S., in the colonies, they had to rely on outside sources in order to get, like, military training or engineers or artillery. So they built and schooled people in West Point on how to become, like, military engineers and do artillery. And a lot of our railroads today were designed by the architects and engineers that came from West Point. Interesting. You're welcome. Where is my one? I'm skipping over a lot of the history because Linda's being weird. No, you can read it. It's fine. I just had to mentally prepare for this. Oh, okay. I always found this really sad, but this is just me. So if you were in the Army 
and like any of the armies, all of your training had to come from West Point. So during the Civil War, a lot of the people who were fighting against each other all knew each other from school and were like best friends at West Point. Because it was just like, oh, we trained together at West Point and then we're seeing each other on the battlefield and it's like, fuck, yo, now we got to kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. No, there are a lot of stories about that where like Civil War soldiers were like, I literally just killed my best friend. Like I just had to shoot him and I'm like, oh no. That's so weird. It's so sad. I mean, it's not weird. I mean, well, you figure with infighting, it's going to happen, but like. Correct. To just be like, yeah, no, that was me. I did it. It wasn't the guy next to me. It was me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Who's that? Alexander Hamilton. Wait, really? No, she just wants you to explain for the other people. Oh. Alexander Hamilton is the Secretary of the Treasury, and he actually purchased West Point for $11,085, because at this point, it wasn't own it was like private private land it was just like public land that west point was on where did he get all that money from probably stole it from a hotel lobby (laughs) (laughs) well one he worked for the government two he married into money okay Okay. so it was just like between all that and i looked up the exchange rate like the inflammation inflammation (laughs) (laughs) i spit Inflation is like fucking crazy because my calculators don't even go to fucking 1790. But anyway, oh my god, it's a lot of money. I was gonna say $11,000 in 1790. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But anyway, so in 1812, Congress passed. It's an act of Congress that was passed in 1812, and it reorganized the academy because at this point, West Point was just like a little military school, and everyone was like, you have to be a military engineer. Like, that's the only thing that you can study when you come to West Point. Mm -hmm. So they reorganized it. They expand the staffing. They upped the amount of cadets that they could have there, and they also made it a four-year college. But it's very vigorous testing in order to get into West Point. Even to this day, it's like they have over 2,000 people apply every year to get into West Point, but only... 20. Huh? 20? Uh-uh. Like 200 make it, 250. No. Mm-hmm. There's only about, I think they said 4,000 students at West Point every year. Like, okay. All together. So, this is my cool women's history Bullet. Bullet. Oh, God. Bullet. So, a significant development in West Point came with the open enrollment of women in 1976. Do we all remember when this shit first was built? 1778. Thank you. And fucking 1976 is when the first women were allowed into this shit. What the fuck? I know. I know. So... With that, mm-hmm. 62 women graduated in the class of 1980. And that was the first time women graduated from West Point. And now it's pretty, like, women everywhere. And since it's Black History Month, I figured I would spend a little bit of time on that part of West Point. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in the wake of the Civil War, West Point started accepting black students in 1870, the academy admitted their first black cadet. His name was James Webster. 
Smith. Things didn't go really well for him. He was abused by a lot of the other cadets in the school, and they ended up expelling him and dismissing him from the school on charges of academic deficiency. Henry Flipper became the first black graduate in 1877, although after he graduated, he extreme very he extreme he experienced extreme uh what is that word treatment unfair treatment i don't know i can't think of it he was arrested for a deficiency in funds and blamed for embezzling from the academy what uh-huh um uh-huh and all the soldiers who were under his command felt the charges were set up and they came together to produce the missing funds. And despite the fact that the soldiers produced the missing funds and also testified on behalf of him, they found him innocent of embezzlement, but they found him guilty of conduct unbecoming of an officer and gentleman. What? <laughs> he was dismissed from the Get U.S. military here. because of his conduct. Okay. Anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> so even though he held one of the highest classes in like the military, he was dismissed because he wasn't gentlemanly enough, basically. And everyone was super pissed about this. But fuck that noise. Yep. A lot of years later, in 1999, President Clinton actually pardoned him of all of his charges. It's too late now, the man's dead. I understand that, but at least someone fucking did it. So on the record, he's pardoned of his charges. Yeah, I'm still pissed off. Because I'm like, what the fuck? How are you going to charge me for embezzling and not being gentlemanly? Get the fuck out of here. That shit pissed me off when I was reading it. I wanted to stab someone in the eyeball. I shit on their front porch. Can you slap me in my right eyeball? (laughs) Because it hurts. It's been hurting. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you told me to do it. I know. Crying. <laughs> oh my god! But you asked me, <laughs> so instant regrets. <laughs> oh. So now West Point has a thriving community of Black cadets. In nineteen nineteen nineteen, in twenty nineteen, West Point graduated. With a record number of black students, it didn't give me the number. And especially black females are um, graduating there in higher rates. Even cooler, the first black superintendent, Daryl A. Williams, was appointed in 2018. So West Point is currently run by a black guy. Ta-da! That was my Black History Month moment. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was, like, finding all that stuff, and I was like, it's February. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, with all that, there's a lot of fucked up things that happened at West Point. Mind you, there's the fucking Civil War. There's the Revolutionary War. There's people being fucked up all around. Let's beat on everybody. Let's do whatever the fuck we want, because we're in military academy. Why you and we're on the river. Why you so much? Sorry, my bad, because I'm all worked up. Trust me. What'd you say? We're on a river. Yeah. That had to do, I don't know. That's basically all I've gotten from this. 
river and chains. You're scaring me. Why? Because <laughs> the way that you're uh, rocking, rocking back and forth. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you can keep rocking. Nope. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> A thorough, comprehensive guide. That's... <laughs> so, one of the more haunted places in West Point. So a lot of people say that you'll see Revolutionary War soldiers or like Civil War soldiers walking around doing things, but it's just like, okay, that's kind of like your little, like you literally just see them like walking around and it's like unexciting. But anyway, so there's one part in West Point and it's known as the Superintendent's House which is in quarters 100. And a lot of shenanigans goes down in the superintendent quarters. It's kind of funny. There are two resident ghosts in this area. They have had clairvoyance, mediums, all these people come in. They had Ed and Lorraine Warren come in and try to do like an exorcism seance to get them to pass over. But they were like, no, we're fine. We want to stay here. The ghost said yeah. that to them? Oh they were gosh. just like, we're staying where we are. Yep. <laughs> so there is one woman. They described her as an Irish cook, and her name is Molly. She's not very old, but she's very domineering and athletically inclined. Are we talking about a ghost? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, she built. <laughs> she's the big Irish lady oh, who right, used right, to right, be right, a right. cook. <laughs> so one of her favorite things to do is just like push people, but like in a playful nature. Like you'll be walking down the hallway in the super and then just like fall into the wall. Yeah, and, like, and she'll Ugh. just like booty bump you into the wall say, kind of and she is built she lightly tapped <laughs> anyone <laughs> you're gonna go oh. <laughs> yeah so she also if you go in one of the like she kind of plays pranks on people so you know like one of the big things with any military academy is like your room needs to be clean and your bed needs to be made like mm-hmm. perfectly she will go in and mess up people's beds (laughs) she messes with their bed sheets and they said in the kitchen she knocks over wine bottles and she rolls them around the floor like you'll see them like rolling and then just like suddenly stop like someone stopped it with like their hand or their foot and then all of a sudden roll it the other way roll it again (laughs) like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) rolls cans of food in the kitchen (laughs) Yeah. So Molly is one of the ghosts that are in the... She's a good um, ghost. Yeah, they said she seems pretty nice, that she doesn't do things to be hurtful on purpose. Like, some people have gotten hurt from, like, when they push her, like, when she gets... Because she's a brute! Yeah. Just imagine if I pushed you by accident. Accident. (laughs) So, like, people have gotten accidentally hurt by that. Mm Mm-hmm. So someone had gotten hurt before the Warrens had gotten there. And she, like, apparently said she was sorry, that she didn't mean to hurt them, that she was just playing around. That she liked playing pranks all the time, so she still plays pranks. 
And I'm like, girl, you the superintendent's maid. Ain't nobody got time for you to be playing pranks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she got time now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is an. How'd she die? Just, it says that she died from old age. She didn't have, like, a traumatic thing. It's just that, like. She just wanted to be there? Yeah. She was just like, I'm cool. She died there, though, at West Point? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, she she was, like, the the maid. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird. So, this is one that is in the superintendent's area still. I couldn't think of what it was called. Ooh. They call him the pickpocket poltergeist. You ain't taking my money. (laughs) (laughs) So... He, like, they say you can kind of feel his presence more so than you can feel Molly's, but it only happens, like, in the early mornings or sometimes late at night. So the sun is not up is what I'm getting from this. He is an African-American man. This is what they got from their psychic reading from the Warrens. He is an African-American man named Greerer. A lot of the times what happens is you stay in the superintendent's house or the quarters or you stay in the guest house. They'll wake up early and they're like looking for their shit so they can go on with their day and their wallet is missing. And they're like, where the hell is my wallet? And then all of a sudden there's your fucking housemate coming from the like superintendent's in-law quarters and they're like yo what was your wallet doing in my bedroom this morning <laughs> ew that's so that's weird like a whole nother building away that's oh so my God. God. <laughs> and they're just like what i like, didn't, I didn't even, even see you so it'll just be like you idiot it's fine i didn't actually get burned Mm-hmm. It just got a little too hot for my liking. <laughs> yeah. And or it's like you're looking for something and then you're just like you can't find it. And then that night when you go to sleep, all of a sudden you'll just feel something like plop between you and like the person next to you or whatever or just down next to you. And there's the thing you were looking for. Oh, my God. Because they were just hiding it. And they were just like, here you go. I found it. I hid it from you. <laughs> Thanks, Rhea. I needed oh this. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Warrens described Greer as a tall and slender man in a gray uniform. And he actually worked underneath of the superintendent while he was in West Point. And he also communicated that he had a deep burden of guilt and sadness for committing murder. Greer just said that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Who did he kill? So, as the librarian of West Point was going through all of the archives, she found documented of several African-American men who went through West Point with the name Greer. And one description that fits him best is Lawrence Greerer. He is a Buffalo soldier who turned out to be a criminal. He was formerly a private in Troop C, the 9th Cavalry. He escaped from confinement at Fort Leavenworth in June of 1931. He was apprehended in April in Albany, New York, and he was brought to West Point to undergo trial. He was found guilty of murder... 
I don't, it doesn't say who he murdered. He was sentenced to two and a half years hard labor, but Major General Connell judged him to be insane. So it seems like he was kind of let go. Uh huh. That's like, very confusing. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of. There's a lot missing. of missing pieces, yeah. but that's what the archivist Maybe found. Maybe that's why he feels bad. Yeah. Because like, he was released even though he actually did it. <laughs> okay, ducklet lady. <laughs> How are you doing that? I don't know. It feels weird. Like, if you do this, <laughs> feel the cold air on your teeth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, like, those are the two that are just in the superintendent's quarters. Like, all the ones that I'm going to talk about are the more, like, detailed, documented one. But apparently there's, quote-unquote, hundreds of ghosts on this campus. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just reporting live from my spare oom. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, there is another woman. Her name is The Lady. She resides at quarters 107B on Professor's Row. The home is overlooking the Hudson River. Mm -hmm. A professor lived here with his wife, and it is not a very happy story. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-huh. So the couple was struck with tragedy when the wife became fatally ill in the 1920s. To help ease her sickness, her mom came to live with them, and... It said that the professor, who was the husband, and the mother of the bride shared a secret attraction that grew into a love affair. What? And And the wife found out, and she was devastated. Apparently, she died a few days after finding out. But they were like, "Uh uh-huh, so this is me and my crazy lady Criminal fem finale fem fem fem. <laughs> I can't work. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, yo, they fucking killed her. Like, aside from the fact that she was already sick, they just like were like, mm, we're gonna speed this up and put some arsenic or some lye in her mm-hmm. drink real quick. And she's just gonna. <clears throat> but according to doctors, she it seems like she just died from a broken heart from because that's you can actually die from a broken yes, heart. Yes, we know that. There. We know that. But. So they were like, she was just very devastated. But I'm like, mm. nah, they killed her. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said that she made her hus- husband pledge not to remarry her mother on her deathbed. Like, she was like, when I die, you can't remarry. Like, you cannot remarry, and you definitely can't remarry and marry my mother. And what did he do? He married her mother. Yeah. <gasps> Mm -hmm. Uh That's why she's there. mm -hmm. Shortly after she died, they said it was within like two weeks of her death. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Mm -mm. He He buried the bomb. He killed her. Uh Uh-huh. So. No, he killed her. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what does she do? They said that you can just feel like this intense emotional distress when you're in that room. And she will throw things at you. She will turn objects upside down. Or she'll, like, put things on the ceiling. Like, kind of like the room is flipped upside down. Yeah. 
just a little bit of fun chaos. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a clock in there that they haven't moved, <clears throat> and it was like a grandfather clock, and it wouldn't work. Like, for the longest time, it, it wouldn't work. And then the Warrens had gone there for something, and they had talked to her, and they were, like, trying to help her. And then she was just kind of, like, it seemed like she was ignoring the whole situation. Like, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to be myself scorned in this bedroom and turn shit upside down, literally. And then they said that she walked towards the clock, and then it just started working. Like, she went into the clock, and then it just started working. What? It hadn't worked for, like, 40 years until that moment. And they had people, like, coming in to fix it, and I'm like... I don't know what to think about that one. Hmm. I don't know. It was just just weird. It was just weird. It was like Hmm. one of those things where it was like, what? The clock? I don't know. Um, How did they know that she walked into it? They saw her walk into it? So Lorraine Warren could kind of see things. She could see... see, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Apparitions. Okay. She could. Her husband couldn't. I feel like I kind of want to do a thing on the Warrens. Because they're very big in the paranormal world, like The Exorcist and what the heck is that one? The House with the Guy, Ryan Gosling. Amityville. Yeah. Amityville Horror. Not Ryan Gosling. Who is it? Ryan Reynolds. Whatever. Some Ryan. Not the same person at all. Okay, well, I don't like either one of them as actors. Gerard Butler and Russell Crowe. No, that's completely different. No, it's not. Why are you making that face? Ryan Reynolds Reynolds is amazing. Sure. Anyway. So. (laughs) I'm appreciative. (laughs) Truly is. I don't know. I just don't really. Anyway. Shit. So. Walks into clocks. Yes. But (laughs) the thing is, they ended up closing off this room, like, bricking this shit in. Because aside from her throwing things, putting shit on the wall. Huh? It's probably him out there. His phone's really loud. Oh. I was going to say, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So aside from her throwing things, putting things on the ceiling, doing all this stuff, they said that, like, she would go around making the most fucking noise in the middle of the night towards, like, she would be stomping, and it sounded like she was, like, riding, like, some big-wheeled kind of thing around. (laughs) And, like, she would throw (laughs) things at people. And it was just, like, whatever the fuck she wanted. It was just, like, she was pissed the fuck off. And, I mean, wouldn't you be pissed off your husband basically killed you but was, like, doing shenanigans with your mama? I mean, yes. And then you're, like, don't marry my mom, you poop head. And then, like, two weeks later after you die, after he probably killed you... He marries your mother. Like, I think I would be like, yeah, I'm going to sit in here and make some noise. A lot of it. I guess. Let's and, make some noise. And I'm going to throw some things at you, too. And I'm going to break this clock real quick, too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So that was that, right? So they're like, oh, all these things are very unladylike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what people were saying about her. So I feel like... She scared a lot of people with that, which was why they closed it off. But then they reopened it. You're touching me. I know, because I wanted to stretch my legs out. Not over here. Where else am I going to go? That way. No. Yes. No. There's a hole that way. No. 
So they reopened the room during the 1950s. And there was a graduate who was living here from... They graduated in the class of 1960, but then they went back to the academy in order to uh, teach classes. So he lived here with his family from 1971 to 1975. Okay. And they didn't know, like, he didn't know the stories of the haunted room. Mm -hmm. And his two daughters actually, that was their bedroom. Like, they occupied that room. And this is where the fun stuff starts happening. (laughs) The girls woke up their parents on several occasions. They would hear the children having conversations or getting out of bed and going into the closets or, like, looking for things. Or they would walk past the girls' room. They would hear them having one of them or, like, one or the other having a conversation. So they think, well, we have two daughters. They're in there talking talking to to each each other. other. But they would come in, and it would only be one of the daughters, like, staring into one spot like they were looking at someone, having, like, full-blown conversations. And the mom would be like, who are you talking to? She's like, the lady that's here. She's here all the time. And they're just like, ain't no lady. The lady. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wait, when did she pass away? 1920s. Okay. She passed away in the 20s. It said that... She was more attentive to the eight-year-old daughter, and they call this room, the like, the apparition in the room, the lady, because they don't really know her name, but they coined it off of what the eight-year-old would always call her, because she was like, the lady's here, because she only really talked to the eight-year-old. And it is said that at one point, she attempted to possess the eight-year-old. No, fuck that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That the eight-year-old was, like, running around screaming in the bedroom, and she was, like, making weird noises, like it was two voices coming out of her, because the lady was inside her. Because then she went, and she just kind of dropped to the floor, and they're like, what the fuck is happening? The mom mom is like, um, and she's, like, freaking out, screaming, and then the daughter wakes up, and she was like, the lady and I wanted to see if it would work. Apparently Ew. it didn't. Yeah, no. It didn't. It didn't. It Oh my god. Did not. Yeah. Mhm. So, apparently the lady likes to kind of try and step into your children to see if they'll uh they'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> After That's having so long gross. conversations no. with your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have this conversation so I can slowly get you comfortable with me. So see if I'm a comfortable <laughs> so fit. So then I can just... <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these are a couple little, like, small things that happen. And then I'm going to get into the big one. Okay? That seems like a pretty big one. Yes. The big one. So it says that this kind of happens like anywhere on the campus, but it is mostly at the Pershing Barracks. This is an unconfirmed incidence of paranormal activity. It's a legend. I was like, this is a legend. (laughs) (laughs) So legend has it that a cadet was walking home to his room when his roommate suddenly yelled at him 
from their window, right? The cadet turned around towards his roommate, and he was like, hey, man. But there was another guy standing next to the cadet, so it was his friend and another guy standing next to him, right? It said that the roommate was fully armed in cadet dress. It looked like he was about to go off to a Civil War reenactment, and they were just like, okay, that's kind of weird, but I know sometimes we do that shit around the academy, so who knows? And then he gets up to the room, and he asks his roommate, he's like, dude, who is that person you were with? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he was like, the kid that was going to do the Civil War reenactment, like, he was, like, in full uniform. <laughs> he and was he, waving at me, too. I was <laughs> like, yeah, hey. and he was like... I wasn't with anybody. I was by myself. And That's he was so like, gross. no. But they say that it happens a lot of times. Like, if you're, like, running through and, like, how does that make it any better? It doesn't. That's, I don't know. No. That's not okay. Yeah, I don't he's see not being that's malicious. What? Okay. I don't have problems with them. If, as long as mm. they don't fucking touch me, fuck me up. And, like, <laughs> in my head. Smack you in your eye. Yeah. (laughs) 10 out of 10 do not recommend. So they're also in this part of the academy in Pershing Barracks. They have another room that is sealed off. Well, they're sealing off a lot of rooms, you guys. I don't understand. Okay. It's a ghost. It can walk through walls. Exactly. I don't know. Does it really think that it's going to be stopped by that? I, obviously, because they're doing it a whole bunch. Okay. <laughs> so they have a sealed-off room that's supposed to be haunted, and there are a lot, a lot of stories that go back to when it was an old hospital, like that wing was an old hospital. Several cadets at different times actually lived in this room, and they all committed suicide. Oh, geez. So they feel like there's something in that room they just they don't know what it is like people are like if you went into that room before they sealed it off you can still get into the room because there's a window so you out the window (laughs) and you're just in the room so it's like they're like from the hallway side it's sealed off but if you wanted to get in you could get in through the hallway i mean through the window window yeah and so some people have gone in there and they're like it's just this really dark depressing feeling and it takes you over so quickly. That's not good. Yeah. And Especially when you have to jump back out the window. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Mm. And then there's another thing about a possession, but I don't know if this is true because <laughs> I'm all I'm always given half information, so <laughs> let's go, man. Well now, like it says that Man ate pizza. <laughs> it said he did. But I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, how it goes. <laughs> he was in Speaking this. of, I should order some for later. Mm. That's a good one in pizza. So, ooh, never mind. In front of you, Where? literally on the table. Oh, God, my knee is so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really could not see that. I saw like... you searching everywhere. It's just like in front of your leg. And I'm like, what the heck is she doing? Big ass knee was hiding it. <laughs> So, this is one of the most disturbing events at West Point. Mind you, we don't even know if this shit is real. Because 
Listen, just mm-hmm. listen. Okay, uh-huh. there are newspaper clippings from this time period. What time period? I don't know because I couldn't find that out. So, hmm, red flag number one. Uh huh. Well, okay. it was between 1778. We and love now. red flags here. <laughs> Linda's all about them red flags. We're just going. Hey, look! I think there's a person in a wheelchair driving by. <laughs> Ignores red flag. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. There are newspaper clippings from this time speaking of a possessed servant girl. (laughs) Oh, okay. She began running around naked in the middle of the night, (laughs) screaming at the top of her lungs. Oh, my God. And they had a priest come in to cure her. That's it. That's all you get. Mm. That's all you get. That's all I know. That sounds legit to me. <laughs> Did, what? Was she unpossessed? I don't know. Well, There's no mention of yeah. what happened to her or the priest or the situation. Who? What happened? Everything got better, and that's why they don't talk about it anymore. I don't know. Not even in the newspaper clipping. They weren't even like, hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's literally all I got. I thought it was weird. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Are you guys ready <laughs> for this one? This is like my favorite only because I realized while reading this, men are <laughs> such sissies. I mean, <clears throat> like the fact that this went down the way it went down, I just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't even understand right now. You're going to understand in a second, okay? Where, where did it go? Never mind. I was going to say something, but I'll say it. No. Oh, I'm like, no, why isn't this working? Because I have my thing on the damn keyboard. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, Slight intermission. I'm Wait, did you guys get your DNA testing kits yet? No. What? DNA testing kits. From where? From the online store. Not yet. No, like, did you purchase them so we can test you to see who's more? What online store? Amazon. Who told me to get this? Oh, Amazon? I thought we were doing it off of the website. I just forgot what? to do it. When was this the conversation? When like I found out that how... she was like 5% Mexican. No. There's, she's like 7 60. I don't know. Remember we were talking about it? Yeah, but I thought somebody was ordering them and then passing them out. What? No, you you all were supposed to order your own. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Bitch, please. No, because we said we wanted to figure out who was the most. The hostess with the mostest. (laughs) No, I did not. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm going to tell the... Wait, hold on. Okay. So it's Friday, October 20th, 
1972. You guys ready for this? 1972. Okay, got it. It is late at night, and there's Jim O'Connor is... They call him a plebe, but we're just going to call him a cadet. And he is in company G4. He is preparing to take a shower, and he notices that his bathrobe that is hanging on the wall, there's no breeze, nothing going on. It's swinging like a pendulum back and forth. And he also noticed at this time... What's swinging? A bathrobe (laughs) on the door. (laughs) Don't be gross, Linda. (laughs) Like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at the same time that that was happening, he realized that the water that was just seconds earlier was steaming hot was now ice cold. And he's like, what is happening? But he kind of dismissed the entire situation because the rope stopped swinging and he was just like, oh, it's a draft and I'm just cold. So he chalked it up to there being a draft. He was like, okay. Nothing big. He readjusted the water. The robe started swinging again. But at this time, the water became scolding hot. Did it burn him? Yes. Oh, no. So at this point, he was like, I'm over it. The water's on crack. My robe is swinging everywhere. I'm done trying to take a shower. So he decides he's not taking a shower and goes back to his room. The next night, so October 21st, his roommate (laughs) went to the bathroom. He raised his hand to flush the urinal. The urinal flushed before he even touched it. Ew. The handle went down and flushed. What? And he didn't even touch it. He turned around because he was, like, freaked out, and he saw the toilet paper unraveling, just continuously unraveling, like... (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. So he ran back to the room, got O'Connor, who is the guy from the night before with the swinging bathrobe. They get back to the bathroom. Half of the toilet paper roll is on the floor. What? Didn't even have the courtesy to put it in the trash can. (laughs) Must have been a cat. (laughs) Yeah. There is no one else on their floor. There's basically no one else on their floor because at this point, all of the upperclassmen are gone on, like, it's the weekend, so the upperclassmen could leave, so there's only, the, like, the younger cadets are there, and they're like, there's no one else on our floor. What the heck is happening? That was Saturday night. Sunday night, O'Connor, the first guy, is using the bathroom. He turned to leave the bathroom, and he notices someone sitting on the toilet sorry he said the figure was about five foot six dressed in full gray dress coat and it just like sat there folding it's like holding his right hand over an old musket and it was like a civil war vintage bayonet so he was on the toilet yes but he was on the toilet. But he was pants but, were pulled but down. His hand, but yeah. No, he was. <laughs> no, like he his was, pants were up. Yeah. So he's like he's just sitting on the toilet. He's just sitting on the toilet, just like chilling. Yeah. He doesn't uh-huh. know what a toilet is. <laughs> so he was. They like, haven't been invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> no toilet. No toilet yet. Oh my god. But he was. He's like, I noticed those things, but I was so caught up and looking at his eyes. Because his eyes were just all 
white, bright, pure white, and they were glowing while he looked at him. Whoa, I have a few Fortnite skins that do that. <laughs> he said as he was He said no, as no he was bayonet. staring at him, he stood up and then the guy slowly faded away in front of him. That's not weird. No. No, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. good. So, he was so scared that he ran back to the room got Victor, they ran to the cadet who was in charge of the quarters, and they were just like, yo, this is what happened, we're freaking out, and the cadet who was in charge of the quarters is like, they look scared as hell, like they're both just like flushed, because O'Connor told Victor what happened, and Victor was like, oh my god, it's the man who flushed the toilet, and then they're just like, they're freaking out, and they refuse to go back to the room. Use the bathroom. <laughs> Never again. O'Connell. So, that's what it is. Where is that from? Uh, the mummy. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been stuck in my, literally since you started saying O'Connor. I'm like, no, that's not right. Where do I know this name from? Thank you. Mm-hmm. So. O'Connor or O'Connell? O'Connell. O'Connell. I, I kept hearing O'Connell every time. O'Connell. Yes. We have the camels. Yes. But we're on the right side of the river. Hey, Benny. No? You're on the, the wrong mommy. side of the river. I don't remember quotes at all. I don't. Okay. Uh, love that movie. I we should watch that. Brendan Wait, what was Fraser. the other movie we should watch? Everything. Why is he crying? Was it? No, it wasn't The Phantom of the Opera. Because Jonathan it? left. He's having a heart attack. I hope we find. fine. We'll be fine, Fenton. Anyway, so the next night... Wait till tomorrow. Shut up. (laughs) So the next night, Victor and O'Connor, they're bunkmates, right? (sighs) And they noticed that the temperature in their room was dropping very considerably. Uh Considerably. Victor thought he saw something by the radiator. and Radiator. Yeah. And he was like, did you see something? And they were like, no. I don't know. But there was a very, like, unclear silhouette of a man's torso floating above the radiator. Like, just Just his torso. torso? Just his torso. No head? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like a bust, Linda. Like, when you see a bust in the museum, it's a head and the shoulders. Sometimes they don't have arms. Yeah. So then? Nobody ever said they had arms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was going to say something, but I'm not trying to freak you out more. (laughs) (laughs) Look, this one's doing it, too. Stop. So they said they stared at it, and it lasted about 20 to 60 seconds. Minutes. Fuck. (laughs) That was that torso coming at me. You're stupid. So this is... Dominoes. That's what I was doing. (laughs) So this is... I forgot. Tuesday night now? Tuesday? So... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, we're on Tuesday night. Victor is going to the bathroom to take a shower. (laughs) So he left a pair of boxers on the bed and Mm -hmm. went to take a shower. Mm -hmm. While he was gone, (laughs) I guess it's like... What are those people called? Like, the dorm supervisors, 
whatever, but they're also upperclassmen. They visited to the room to speak to to O'Connor, right? Because Mm -hmm. they were like, we heard what was going on from the other guy who was here over the weekend. What's happening? So they visited the room with O'Connor and they talked to him. Victor comes in and he noticed that there was a drop in the temperature. And when he turned around, (laughs) his bed was messy and his underwear was gone. Ew. So... Oh, my God. I hate you, Linda. (laughs) So, I have one of those in my room. What? Why? I bought it for Kayla. But it's not like that. It's like ceramic, and it's like (laughs) on a stand. I got to I'll find him for you. I have a picture. Told you. He's quite nice looking. (laughs) Where's my son? Is he still over there? He's He's just laying right here. Oh, okay. Licking his butt. (laughs) So, <laughs> O'Connor explained to Victor that in the five minutes Victor was gone, he was by himself. Like, there was no one else in this room. He didn't pull down the sheets. Like, nothing happened. And he was like, I would have noticed someone coming in because the hall lights are on. And I mean, like, I'm not facing your bed right now, but I would have seen a shadow or something come in and jack up <clears throat> your side of the bedroom. What the heck is that for? <laughs> I told you. I have one. No head. That's <laughs> not his torso crack. because his butt is included. You just cover it. It's quite nice. It's got a cracks in it. Butt crack. He's got a hole in his back. Mm-hmm. It's from and where Linda stabbed him. It's okay. It was coming at me, a floating torso. <laughs> <laughs> but he is mine for now. Okay. I'm sorry. So, in the room, hanging out. He's like, dude, I would have seen someone. Whatever, right? So, they're hanging out. This couple weeks later, nothing's really... Okay, maybe not a couple weeks. I think it's the next week. It's Monday, October 30th. Shortly after... Sorry. I, okay, so I googled floating torso, and I saw this picture, right? I'm trying to figure it out for the life of me, and then I finally got it. But it's like, what the fuck? Where are his legs? Right? Oh, I see his boots. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. I stared at it so hard. Yeah. I was gonna say they. No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, like she's seen it before. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's like the one where the woman and like she's behind the rocks. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Yes. No one, one knows. Facebook. I don't go on Facebook. I do. Shout I out to on- our followers on Facebook, our new found followers. Yeah, yeah thank you. Linda doesn't go on there, so we can talk shenanigans about her all we want on Facebook. <clears throat> I visit it once a week. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure her son is in check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, so Monday, October 30th, they are in their room, and they notice that it gets really cold again. So Victor and O'Connor are like, okay, dudes, we're going to sit here at our desk, and we're going to wait for it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, they literally decided they were going to wait for it. Oh, my God. And they were rewarded for their patience because it appeared out of the wall. Ouch. Out. 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 It came out of the wall next to Victor's locker. He 
like, they said he came out of the wall, walked around Victor's side of the room, disappeared, came back out of the wall on O'Connor's side. He was playing peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> he wandered around aimlessly, and they're both just sitting there like, oh, my God. He stands in the middle of the room, looks at both of them, and then just disappears. Jesus. Now I'm good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so during this, they were talking to each other, and they had gone to the radiator, and they noticed that it was fully turned on, but no heat was coming on, coming out of it. Like he they needed had that. it on full blast. Wait, what? So as like this whole thing is happening with him walking right. around the room, they had the radiator on because it's cold outside. Yeah. And it's on, but it's blowing out nothing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And they said for 10 minutes after that, it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, it just started working. So at this point, everyone is hearing what's going down. And everyone was like, yo, these two freaking little dudes are jacking up with the environment in our dormitory because everyone <laughs> is now freaking out about this man. And they're like, okay. We understand you little, what are they called? Not upper. Are they lower classmen? Yeah. 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 They really do call. They're like, we understand. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we understand you guys are trying to have good laugh. That's great. That's wonderful. So the platoon leader and two other guys, it was the tactical officer and the platoon leader, decide, okay, this is a joke and we're going to sleep in your room. Oh, Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. They Little s- did they know. They stayed up drinking coffee. They got there like around the time. I think they said like around nine o'clock and they're both just all four of them are in there just drinking coffee, staying up around one <laughs> thirty. Terry, who was the platoon leader, decides, I'm done with you guys. Like, this is some stupid joke that y'all are trying to play on us, and it's not going over well because we're in the room and you can't pretend the shenanigans is going on. (laughs) So the other guy was like, you know what? I don't even care. The one who's like the tactical officer, he was like, if there really is a ghost, I don't want to see it. I don't know why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Dip. He was going to, but he was a little too late. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> they both felt this room start getting really, really cold. And they were like, um, it's cold outside and it's just our imagination. Like, nothing, nothing is going on. They pulled, like, the one guy pulled his hat over his head and he was just like, I'm just going to go to sleep and I'm going to lay here. And I'm just going to stare at the ceiling. So he moved his hat back to stare at the ceiling. Immediately as he is staring at the ceiling, there was a head and a neck coming out of the wall. Coming out of the ceiling, staring at him. Oh, my God. He said the eyes were, like, this blurry white color. And, like, he could slowly see them clearing to, like, a bright white He said the mouth and the nose were like this weird black gray color. And it was almost as if someone was shining a flashlight underneath of their chin. Like, you know, that weird shadow. Yeah. He said it was like if you were standing there doing that. Prepared. (laughs) He was like, if you don't believe, you don't a motherfucking believe tonight. (laughs) 
So he said that he felt like he was frozen, like something was sitting on his chest almost, and he could not turn away. And he was counting the seconds in his head, and he was frozen like that, staring at that head and neck for two minutes. Nope. <laughs> that's a lot of numbers. One, two, that's a really long time. Mm-hmm. No. Once he was able to move, he called the other guy, and he noticed that it was really close. Really close. Really cold. But they were just like, you're okay. Nothing actually happened. So they went to sleep, and the next morning they climbed up to see if there was, like, a spot or a water stain or a footprint or something from the window to see if it was, like, a shadow coming from the window, like someone coming in. Yeah. There was nothing. Like, the windows were locked. They were closed. There was no way someone could have got in to, like, mess with them. And the heater was on, but the room was still freezing cold. Hmm. So. Weird. The next night. Because. Something paranormal was happening. Yes. (laughs) So the next night, John Feely, who is the assistant brigade commander, slept in the room with O'Connor and Victor. He was like, um, nothing is going on. It's warm in here. There's no cold spells. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So he closed the doors. He made sure all the windows were shut. The radiator's working. Everything's good. The radiator's working. (laughs) At 2.30 a.m., he wakes up sweating his butt off, okay? It suddenly became freezing cold in the bedroom, and he had a feeling that something was sitting on his chest. He opened his eyes... And he saw an image on the wall of someone in a coat with a very high collar. He said it definitely was an older man and not a young cadet. He wore a tall hat. He didn't notice anything besides he didn't have eyes. The only thing that really threw him off was his lack of eyes. Rather than eyes, he had two white glowing spots where his eyes should be. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to sit up from the bed twice. He tried to scream. He tried to move. But every time he did something, it just felt like he was jerking or that his voice was stuck in the middle of his throat. Like he was like, I could just feel it building up in the middle of my throat, but I couldn't scream. So O'Connor is in the room. At some point, he was like, I heard Feely scream, and he sounded scared, and we both were, and I'm calling for Ben, and I just start seeing all these things on the wall, and I see this guy (laughs) come out of the wall in, like, full Civil War garb. It was the same guy who was sitting on the toilet. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And he was like, the whole room went cold, and I felt like I was going to disappear. I don't know. I don't know. And then he just disappeared into the wall. And when they went to go, like, see what was happening on the wall, and they're touching it, and it was, like, the closer you got to the spot where the guy disappeared into the wall, it felt like it was, like, frozen. I was going to say ice. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) This whole thing is such a hot mess. I love it. Because it's just like, why are we doing this? I was going to say, I'm at least happy that you have more information than I was able to provide last week. (laughs) (laughs) So the first five guys 
decided to stay in this room at the same time. And they planned to stay awake in shifts. So they were like, okay, it's all of us now. We got the three upperclassmen and the two guys who live in yeah. this room. And they're like, we're going to do this in shifts, y'all. Get your coffee. It's going to be good. <laughs> they left the desk lamps on because they were like, they were. Kept- Wait, what time period? What year is 1970s. this? 1970s. Okay, that's what I thought. So they leave the desk lamps on <laughs> and they're staying awake in shifts. And O'Connor was in bed. Kevin was laying on his back on the floor, staring at the ceiling. The other two guys are sitting at the floor at the end of the bed. Victor is on his bed. So three guys on the floor, two guys on the beds. It's probably not that big of a room, considering it's like a two-cadet bedroom. Yeah. Somebody's going to get stepped on. So (laughs) Kevin pulled his... Basically, Kevin pulled his blanket over his face. And he's just laying there, and he suddenly felt pressure on his chest. He described it as someone pushing him underwater, like his lungs were burning, and it felt like he couldn't breathe. He tried to raise his head. He tried to sit up. He was trying to scream. Nothing would happen. When he finally felt the pressure lift off of his chest, he sat up and screamed, but Everyone was like, Kevin let out the weirdest fucking noise ever. <laughs> like, it was like this. <laughs> like, yeah, they were like, it was this weird, strangled, strange noise. And we were all just like, what happened? And he was like, I felt like I was dreaming, but I knew the whole thing was real because I'm awake and I'm panicking and I can hear them having conversations around me, but I'm like trying to sit up and scream and nothing's Ew. happening. Ew. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> nope. Not today, Kevin. <laughs> the next night, so that was, like, all that happened that night. The next night, some other cadets were like, yo, we're going to stay in here and see what happens, right? They're from the Earth, Space, and Science Department, and they're mm-hmm. like, we're, we're hanging out in your room. So they had all these thermometers, and they're doing all this stuff. They're doing temperature readings of the room. It was like, it would drop randomly whenever someone would feel something it would drop like 10 15 degrees in the bedroom holy cow mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah that's a lot when you're yeah when you're like comfortable mm-hmm. no not e- i mean even if you're cold that's that's crazy that would i'd pee my pants the one thing that they realized is they would go out into the hallways like, with these thermometers, because they're like, we're just going to check around, like, the rest of the barracks to see, like, if anyone else has this issue in the room. Mm -hmm. None of the other rooms had any issues like this. When they were walking in and out of the rooms and everything, they came back, they checked the temperature around Victor. When they checked around O'Connor, it was 10 degrees colder around O'Connor at all times. He's possessed. Um, I don't know. He's possessed. While they're doing this temperature experiment, (laughs) they decide to do a Linda and light a candle. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They light the candle. Everything's good. And then O'Connor's like, I feel something weird happening. They slowly see the flame of the candle extend to six inches tall. And it stays like that for three minutes. What? (laughs) Gross. That is so weird. Huh? Could you, like... Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's already hot right here, like... (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not talking about hot. We're talking about I the know, flame. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's extended like that, we're like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> From there, they've kind of, not a lot of people have seen anything of it. They said that when the Warrens did come, they were trying to get them, I guess, what's the word? What's the word? To investigate the room. Right. But he wouldn't really come out to them. Like, he didn't want anything to do with them coming around. They are like, we can feel it. And, like, at this point, when they when they came... So no, they acknowledged, but they were just like, nah, we're good. No. So, at this point, when the Warrens got there, no one really knew about what was happening because it was around the same time frame. So it hadn't gone public yet. It was just, like, cadet gossip at this point. Right. They were just like, yo... We were in that room with our thermometers, yo. And then that candle, man. And then the shit is busting out the walls. My God. But so no one, like, no one knew anything about it. And they're like, something is in here, but we can't communicate with it. <laughs> like, it doesn't want to communicate with us. Hmm. Yep. I just thought it was funny that they had, like, six different people in this room, like... Not believing, and then, like, oh, okay, well... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to dip real quick. No, bye. Yeah, now no, he's sitting on my chest. Like, nope, you're staying right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So there are a couple theories as to who the man actually is. Um, Literally everywhere my legs go, you touch me. I'm sorry, because I'm magnetized to you. But yet you're going to bitch at her for touching you. Yes. Yeah, I don't like when people touch me, but I touch you real quick, girl. I don't. No, I don't. No. I don't think so. So there was an officer that was burned to death as his house was burned by a fire. Oh, you're trying so hard. <laughs> oh, damn. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Come back next week. <laughs> what was the other one from a couple weeks ago? Oh, we're laughing oh, you don't like for it. For the Russian sleep experiment when I said, did you no, listen no, to no. it? No, no, no. The thing yet. when I was like. And the deaf guy, no, the mute guy, he couldn't talk because he <laughs> was <ass>. mute. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like in here by myself. I was like, shut up, you guys. I can see you judging me. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think at that point I was like. <laughs> yeah. Hello, friend rear. But yeah, no, so. it wasn't that. It was something else. I'll have to go back and listen to. But I can't. I don't know. Continue. But yeah, so they think that that's the spirit because his house was across. It was adjacent from the the barracks where the barracks are now. So they're like, maybe he's just hanging around. Also, there used to be gallows and a graveyard on the campus, which is also very close to this barracks. Ooh. Interesting. So they don't know if it's maybe the guy who burned down in his burnt down house or if it's someone from the graveyard that's like, hmm, I'm going to just dilly daddle over here, pop in, say hello, and pop out. (laughs) Oh, God. So, but yeah, so that's like some creepy stories from West Point in New York. That last one was a good one. (laughs) It was. (laughs) She had me at the lady, but... (laughs) (laughs) 
And the possessed servant girl. Oh, this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, that last one. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I just love how it's like these men, they're like, no, man, the toilet flush. Look at the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I would never unravel the toilet paper. Right? <laughs> I was just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> my stomach's hungry because I'm looking at Domino's. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I haven't eaten. You ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do we have to be? So, no. But uh, you were just rambling and I wanted to talk. I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. So, today's missing person is from Salamanca, New York. It's London Richardson. They were born October 20th, 2017. It is a little girl. At the time of her disappearance, she was one foot, six inches tall, and she weighed 10 pounds. She has black hair, brown eyes, and she is black. London Richardson was 29 days old when she went missing. She was seen with her mother, Kashana Boggs, and it is believed that they are to be endangered. She was last seen on East State Street in Salamanca at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday, November 18th. Kashan, who is the mother, had black dyed hair with orange tips, and they may be traveling in a dark-colored SUV with an unknown license plate. It says that they may be in Bay Shore, New York, which is in Suffolk County. If you have any information, please call 716-945-2330 or 911. And there are pictures. They don't have any, like, age progression pictures. I mean, I don't know how they really would if she was that little. They do. Maybe. I'll try and see if I can find it. And then they also have pictures of her mother on these uh, flyers. There you go. That's the word. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. That was my fun spooky spooks. Thank you. So, ta-da. Did you say thank you, Fen? No, you're not going to do your bark? Anyway, <laughs> so you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, at ECC. Snapchat? I mean, did I say Snapchat? Yeah. Nobody has a Snapchat. Wait, what do we have? Facebook, Instagram, I- Twitter. Linktree slash ECC oh, I podcast. Think, I think I meant TikTok. We haven't really put anything on the TikTok, but I yeah, think I'm going to start anything. because I just got the things for to make the TikToks. Okay. You want to put that clip of you laughing? But can you not put that part? We can block it out. My God. Fucked up on pho. <laughs> I think that was my favorite hashtag. Anyway, um, yeah, so follow us, rate, review, subscribe. Have a good week. Yes. Have a good Tuesday. Side Chicks Day. Because today is the day after Valentine's Day. All the free candy. Not free candy. 50% to 75%. No, they don't off. do that. Anymore? No. What? They don't do that. And then when they do do that, it's only like 20% off. Oh, man. Yeah. They try to drag that shit out. Believe me. It's been happening the past two years because my ass has been in because I like chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Well, there goes my fun. I was going to go get a bunch of chocolate. Maybe the dollar store does that. Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) 
Have a good day, you guys. Have a good day. Bye. 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 <laughs> I keep wanting to say I love you. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC The Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya.